Hello. Hi, guys. Hope How's you're it going? Jordan's going to be crunching and munching on some snacks the kids left on the counter. Waste not wanting not. Dude, they are... Oh, that they don't clean up after themselves. <laughs> it frustrates the crap out of me. Hot calling the kettle. I don't clean up after myself either. Yes, so it is... Uh, I'm trying to be better. Yeah. I'm trying to be better. It's just so hard. Yeah. So I can't, I can't get mad at the kids, but I still do. That's what I'm saying. I still do. You definitely can. You know, you do. I mean, we all do it. Don't, don't act like you don't leave things around sometimes. Yes, of course I leave stuff around. But one, I tend not to complain about it too much. And two, two, I am the tidiest of the group. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. So. I guess it's still frustrating. Okay. So there was two things that I wanted to talk about, um, about this week that were funny or just interesting that happened. Um, so Jordan and I, the boys are wrestling and we are signed up on, there's like two stupid accounts you have to sign up for. You have to get your kids a, uh, a, I don't even know some number so that they can wrestle. What is it even called? Um, you have to register them with a number for like insurance, maybe Yeah. the wrestling insurance. So I have a, an account for that one. And then we have an account that you log them into each time you sign up for a wrestling match. And so I have the account and Jordan wanted to log into it. And I have always used this password that really makes no sense. It's silly. Um, it's not a cuss word, but it kind of is a cuss word. It's just like a blah password. And so I've used it since I was like 20. And Jordan doesn't like the password. He thinks it's annoying. He just, you just don't, you just don't care for it. Yeah, it's, it's just slightly vulgar. And I'm just like, it's just unnecessary. That's the, that's the thing to me. And so I, I still use it. But here's the problem. And here's something that I want to say to you guys, because I think that we so often overlook it. Jordan went to log into this wrestling thing and he said, hey, what's the password? And I said, it's either this one or that one. And it ended up being that one that he doesn't really care for. The vulgar one I don't care for. And it's really not that vulgar. It's not a cuss word. Yeah. But it's just, it's a rude password. And so what did you say to me? I don't care that you use it. I care that you know I don't like it and you still choose to use it. And Something to that effect. Yeah. So he doesn't care that I use it, but he cares that I know he doesn't like it. And I still continue to do so, that. So, like, some of her accounts, like, unlike things that she has, like, eight-year-old accounts on, or even five-year-old accounts on, I'm like, whatever, it is what it is. It's annoying. But, like, we did track wrestling. Last year was our first year hopping on this track wrestling website. So yeah. I'm like, so you still use this thing in 2021? Like... And yeah. so I am guessing that 99.9% .9 of you have something that irks your partner that you continue to do or irks your parents that you continue to do. And you think, well, it's not a big deal because to me... And it probably isn't. Yeah. But because to me, it's like, get over it. Right. But to Jordan, for some reason, it irks him. And when I keep doing it, what I'm saying is, I don't care what you think. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do, regardless of your input. So it's a signal and it's a bad signal. Yeah. It's a signal so, that like, okay, you're just not that important to me. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that when I put that password in, I'm just lazy. And, and, I, know <laughs> that, I, and I know that password doesn't mean that. I know that's a password doesn't mean it, but there's no way to get away from the, away from the signal that you could, that's something you could change, but you choose not to. Yeah. And so you probably have these situations come up and you're like, come on, babe, it's not really a big deal. Why does it matter? But I think it's really important in marriage and in any relationship to be listening and paying attention to 
what the other person's saying, even if it doesn't make sense to you. And so that kind of hit me this week. So I actually, he didn't tell me I had to change the password or anything like that. I went and changed it. And now I'm going to think, okay, it does actually annoy him when I use this password. Like this is a small thing, but there's things that we also things in life that come up that he gets annoyed with that I could continue doing it, but it is disrespectful to them. And sometimes it takes taking a couple steps back and being like, okay, if I told him not to go to the bar, you know, on Friday nights with his friends and he kept going, and which I never going, do for the record. He doesn't. Yeah. But I'm just trying to give an example yeah. of how that could play out in your relationship. And so sometimes it's so hard to be like, okay, I hear what you're saying. And we just want to be heard by our spouse, right? Like, I think it's so important to be heard. And that just came up this week. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk about that on the podcast because I feel like so often. Maybe we won't even get to a topic today because it's actually relevant. It also goes to the point of trying your best. Like, are you trying to be a decent spouse? Are you trying to be the best, uh, the best spouse you can be? Because like, that's the thing. Like you could be like, well, I mean, this doesn't have a material impact on our relationship, that, that password. But it's a question of, were you giving me your best though? Obviously not. You weren't. And like, you weren't giving me your best in that instance. And you knew you weren't giving me your best. And you, and you said, okay, that's all right. It's okay that I don't give my best. And that quickly, I mean, I think you just like, look at most people who get divorced. And like a lot of the times they say, for the record, this password is not going to cause a divorce. But, <laughs> no. but, but you act like, I remember like, I, I don't know, a whole bunch of people have been divorced outside of my parents, really, I guess. But like, you, you always talk to them and they always say, they say, well, what was it that went wrong? And sometimes there is like, oh, so-and-so cheated. Okay, that's, like, that's a big blow-up deal. But a lot of the times people just go, and even if someone did cheat, before that, there's a hundred instances of, well, like, we just let the little crap catch up on us. Like, we lost the romance, or we lost this, or we lost that. And it's like, well, how'd you lose those things? Well, it's simple. You weren't giving it your best. Like, if you were, if people were really giving it their best, or at least showing that they were giving it their best, trying to give it their best, like, you're not gonna, no one's gonna have a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, for God's sake, if you gave it your best, uh, there's just so many times. It's all, like, you always look back at it. Like, I mean, I look back at all, all the divorces that I've seen and people are always like, well, it's kind of started with these small things and it started with this and then it was this and then it was that. And then these small things snowball. So like, if you give a crap and your marriage is something you value, like treat it like something you actually value. People take their marriages for granted. It's, it's silly. It's sad too. And there's such an easy out now, right? Like just get divorced. It's fine. You can get married again. You can find another person. It's just like our culture is fine with divorce instead of like fixing the problems that you have, which are probably fixable, really, really fixable. And it takes like humbling ourselves and having some empathy for the other person. And also looking in the mirror and being like, I am part of the problem because a lot of times we, we are part of the problem and people don't want to admit it. My mom, especially, um, she was married. How many times was she married? Uh, was it like six or seven? Uh, when you said every time you say the number, I go, really? I, I know. It was like three and or then four. we like count it. But so my mom was married a lot and it was always somebody else's fault for why it didn't work out and why they got divorced and why she was moving on or why she was out of love with this person. And she would never to the day she died, admit that she could have been part of the problem. Yeah, it's not. And it's thing, just like it's what? not. It's not that you're. It's not that the person has to be. The person could be ninety nine percent of the problem. But if you can't see, it, like, all you can focus on is your one percent. Although in most cases, it's probably more like 60, 40, 70, 30. I do not think that many like legit 
perfect wives are getting cheated on their husbands. Maybe they are, but I, I doubt it. And I, gosh, And yeah. vice versa. I don't not, think, not that women don't cheat. I don't think we're doing it's a topic. It's not as common. We're not doing a topic today because this one is just, it's already coming. But on the topic of cheating. Don't do it? Yes. I was about to say, I, mean, no. I can keep that really short. Number don't one, do it. don't do it. But when somebody cheats on you, it's not about you. And you might not agree with this, but I feel like when people cheat, it's because they're searching for validation and they, they need that affirmation that they're wanted or that they're loved. And yes, I will, I, I will push back slightly on it and say, if you are, I mean, if you know your spouse needs affirmation and you were in a place to give them affirmation and you chose not to give them affirmation, it doesn't excuse their cheating. But like, you can't at the same time, you can't say you're not at all involved. You can't say you don't have some degree of accountability. But that spouse who does the cheating, they're obviously looking for something else that they don't have inside themselves. I feel like Mm -hmm. if somebody cheats, this is how I feel. I feel that they don't love themselves at the core, that they don't love themselves and they're out seeking validation from someone else to make them feel loved. And until they feel loved inside, like they actually love themselves they will probably continue seeking that outside validation because who they're married to is never going to be enough. Do you, uh, I don't no, know if you I don't agree, agree with that. I, well, I, I, I agree somewhat. All right. So when you get married, like you haven't, you should have a very reasonable expectation that your spouse is going to help you. And if you have a completely distant, empty spouse and you choose to cheat, you still have failed because yes, you have a reasonable expectation that your spouse will give you validation and good feelings stuff like that's a very reasonable expectation in marriage and uh, however however if your spouse fails in that then yes you have to look inside yourself and build yourself up going to someone else outside your marriage is not the appropriate solution but the spouse it should be clear though that the spouse has failed you as a partner so like let's go into a hypothetical hypothetically i need more validation from you you do not give it to me. That is my job to then bear that as a cross mm. and and build and make myself stronger, but not violate my wedding vows. If I if I do cheat, you are to some degree culpable, maybe we'll say, or you are a you you are in the factor. You are, you are a factor in the stew of that cheating. You did not do the cheating. You are not the cause of the cheating necessarily but you did contribute to it in some way. No, I, I can see that. Just like, like, I mean, look at, look at these school shooters. Some of these school shooter kids, what do we do? People look at the parents and they go, what did the parents do wrong? Mm-hmm. Now the parents didn't pull the trigger. The parents, but people recognize like, all right, those parents were obviously deficient in some way. Well, not always, but were likely deficient in some way. And I would say the same thing to the spouse, but yes, I would agree. The appropriate response to an absent spouse or to a spouse who's not helping you or to a spouse who's not, fulfilling you as would be appropriate for a spouse is for you to bear it as a cross, not to go outside your marriage spouse. Yeah, that's ideal. And I think, I mean, I think we've been there How so? in seasons of our life, especially postpartum where I'm not able, um, to have sex as often as you know, I were during I pregnancy. It's, like, t- it's tough to go from once a month to no times a month. It's really hard. <laughs> It's tough. It's a big, big change for me. No. So it is important to take into account that you will have seasons where things are going to be off and you're not going to be able to give as much of yourself as you were, you know. No, it's it's 100% complete. It's 100% true. I do agree. I think there is actually, 
although I think it's terribly applied, I think there's a lot of wisdom. There, There is good wisdom in the idea that you need to be your own complete person. You, you have to be bringing your own complete person into a marriage. Now, hopefully you're going to become something more through your marriage and your spouse will make you better. Um, but you do have to be, yeah, like if you if you expect your spouse to fix you, mm-hmm. Or to that's, make or to make you. Yeah, then that's that's a that's a big issue. Okay, um, so let's go to that. Were you a complete person when we met? I mean, I don't know. Sure, I I mean I think so. I don't know. I hope so. I think so. I definitely was not. Okay. Sorry. I mean it's not alright. It's not good, but I think in our society Yeah. Because I think we have to be careful. We have to be careful of two extremes because I think this is something that we see in today's day and age is these people like you have a lot of people getting married later in life like early thirties. And that, that actually causes its own problems because then you have two people who are figuring out how to live each other, live, live. Um, they, like they, they've completely, not completely, but they're very settled in their ways of how they're going to live their life. And now you have this kind of culture clash when the two come together. Whereas when, like when you still got some growing to do, so if you get married in your early twenties, um, you still got a lot of growing mentally and emotionally to do. But when you do that together now, like, a part of your development is fundamentally fused to your spouse. And that's certainly a good thing. Um, but there is something to be said, like you need to get to that point. You need to still come to that point as a person who, if not fully developed is on their way where if they didn't get married would still become properly and fully developed. Yeah. I will say our marriage would be completely different if I was in the mindset I am today, knowing all that I know and in my ways and, you know, loving myself as much. Like I think things would have totally been different from the start. Yeah. So I do agree with that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's like there's a, a balance. balance. Ah, jinx. Oh, uh, we are on point today. But Let the record show. Allie didn't want to do a podcast because she said I wasn't in a good enough okay, mood for a podcast. He's been in like this mood all... I'm sorry. I'm busy. <laughs> okay. He's just... You know how you can feed off each other. And I was like telling myself like... You don't have to be in a... Like, maybe you weren't in a bad mood, but you were just giving off this eh vibe... I'm busy. And I'm busy. you were busy, but I was just like, Allie, like you choose what to be mad about. And so I can allow Jordan's, um, mood, whatever mood he is in to affect me. Or I can just be like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. And so today I was like walking this fine line of like, should I make a big deal out of how he's acting? And I don't even know that he was acting a certain way. I'm in a mood myself, but I was like, do I make a big deal out of it or do I just do my own thing? And so I was just walking this weird line of like, what do I do with my, with myself, which is so dumb. Like do what you got to do today, Allie, like stop looking for reasons on why things are off. I think so often in marriage, that's a problem. We're looking for something that's off, right? Like looking for something that we're not seeing eye to eye perfect on, or that's something that we could fix. And we're just always looking for something. And I think that's a really toxic trait. Well, I think it's, I, I don't think it's a toxic, well, I mean, it's not good, but I don't think it's necessarily a toxic trait. I think it's just very much built into us. Like we are very good. There's, there's all sorts of psychology. I think in the world of like stock trading, um, what's it called? Loss aversion bias. But long story short, our brains don't like bad things and our brains don't like losing things. And the reason is, if you think about it, it's actually, it's, it's very evolutionarily driven into us. We're like, when things are good, like if you have enough food and you have enough shelter and enough stuff like things can only get so much better like you're you're pretty high up but your life can go the other way like dead is dead so like our brains are wired to be very 
bothered by negative things or by losses or by things like that. And my guess is just like, that's probably part of it where when things aren't right, we're like, oh crap, is this something that could kill us? Is this something that could kill me? Is this something that could end the whole day? Oh no, 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 no. Whereas when things are going good, um, like get this one with my grandpa. He, uh, he was talking about, we were talking about money. This was many years ago. I don't know why it just popped in my head, but he said it very well. He's like, you know, there's only so many good meals you can have. Only so many pretty girls you can screw. Only so many things like, he's like, at some, at some point in time, like good is good. And it doesn't get a whole lot better. There is uh what's that called? Hedon, 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 Hedonic adaptation. Nailed it. Hedonic adaptation. That's where you start, you adapt to a better life. And so people think they'll be happier when they get more and happier when they get more. Um, this is going completely off the rails. No, but, I like this. I think this but is... But yeah, good. but that, it's, it's the same thing. So I think like, I think there's, I think it goes both ways. Like better, better, better. We don't really sense. We just adapt to it and we just take that as the new normal. But bad just always messes with us. So always remember that. That's always an important thing to remember in psychology. Bad crap always feels worse than it usually is. Mm-hmm. And good stuff doesn't feel as good. Yeah. And we're always like trying to get that next thing. But when you really look at it, like especially Christmas, okay, I'm sure that you've asked for something or you're going to get something. But I want nothing. I know you don't want anything. Like Zero things. I really don't want anything either. We're pretty boring as far as Christmas goes. But you think like your life is going to change. I remember there was, well, we've already talked about the stupid Land Rover. Um, have we talked about it on here? Yeah, I I was hell-bent on having a Land Rover, and we got a used one, and I was like, my life's going to be great. I'm never going to be sad. I'm always going to be happy. Like, I literally said these things to Jordan. If you get this, I will never be sad. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And sure enough, we got it. I was still sad, and I was so dumbfounded. I, I have exactly what I want. We, you know, we have everything that we need. Why am I sad? Because I was searching at materialistic things to make me happy. And I I don't know if we shared this again, but clearly I'm just sharing it. But I distinctly remember after Sam, I was in postpartum depression. And I was literally just like falling into Jordan. We were standing in the window at our house in Perrysburg up in our bedroom. And the Land Rover was sitting outside. And what did you say, honey? I, I mean, I remember... I don't remember saying this, but I've heard the story not 87 times. So I, I remember, remember it. Apparently, I said, well, let's just go drive your Land Rover. Which makes sense if that's supposed to make yeah. you happy. I can't be faulted for and that. And I was like... <laughs> and that was one of those moments where I'm like, this is so stupid, Allie. You've been chasing these things that you think are going to make you happy. And social media feeds into this. And advertisers feed into this. And everything's feeding into this. That if you get this, you're going to be happier. If you live in this type of house, you'll be happier. If you have this big of a diamond ring you're going to be happy you're not going to be happy based on those things yes you will be happy in the moment yes it might like make you feel good when you look down at it but deep down it's not going to fix the issues going on in your life and it's not going to take the hurt away that you you have in your past and also coming into your future you're gonna have hurt and just reaching for those outside objects is never the, it's just never the answer. And I think you have to have that come to Jesus moment. So I had it in our bedroom when Jordan said, why don't you go drive that car? I was like, the freaking car. And then we ended up getting rid of it not long after because I just finally realized it's not the things at all. And we needed a bigger car. So. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. And maybe that's because I grew up with not a lot. So material things were like what I was always grasping for. I grew up in a trailer. Um, when I was in my high school years, my mom lived in a trailer and it was just her and I, and 
my dad, I remember, would give me two hundred dollars um, to go back to school shopping. He didn't pay child support, so he would buy my clothes at the beginning of the school year, and I would always go to Abercrombie because if I was wearing Abercrombie, that meant like right, like my parents are well off or something, and intentionally I would never bring anybody back to my mom's trailer. Like I just felt so judged and I just didn't want people to think less of me, even though they did, they called me trailer trash. Um, but I was always reaching for those things to make people like me, those material things, because it actually did work. Like that's the messed up thing. If you dressed in Abercrombie in my little high school in this little Amish town, it made you cool. Like it just gave you a step up. And so I think I just grew up thinking, okay, if I have the nicest things, people will think better of me. But I mean, that still happens. Yeah. Right. I, it is so stupid. The amount of, the amount of, well, it's not actually as much in Chattanooga. There's a lot more Teslas here still, but it's funny. Like the stairs you get. And I'm just like, literally the only reason I have this car is because it self drives. Like that's the only, like, I just wanted a car that self drove. People and look at you different. It's, it's silly. It's, it's, it's so silly and people, yeah, I'm just not a fan. And it's funny. I tell Jordan this a lot now that we're in Chattanooga, I really love the vibe of our city and maybe it's just our neighborhood, but we're, we go around town a lot. We go downtown, we go to the hip side. We're, we're all around a lot and everybody is really laid back. It's like, there's no, I, I feel as if there's no pissing competitions here. Whereas when we were back in Ohio, it was like, look at me. I have this. I, I, I think if we went to schools, we probably would. If if our kids went to either the Christian school or like yeah. the, what's the fan, Macaulay. They, yeah, there's some uppity schools here. If our um, kids went there, then we would feel it. But Yeah, maybe we would. But And that's the thing. We went to the one private school in Perrysburg. And Perrysburg was becoming all fancy schmancy. And... Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why we felt it more. But... but homeschooling is the way just to be clear everyone Dude. like if you can homeschool your kids Please like Lord. seriously do everything you can to homeschool your kids the things that we avoid as a family are it's just it's night and day i mean yes it's it's a pain in the butt to to not have a break like from your kids because we used to have what what time did they go to school nine yeah. to nine to four they would be gone. Nine to three thirty. yeah and so it is a pain because it's like summer all year long that's that's the best way to describe. It's really easy though, guys. It's yeah, it's hard. it's not like, bad. But the benefits to it, you're not in the stupid mom groups. You're not having to deal with the meetings. You're not having to deal with the homework. You're not having to deal with the teachers. You're not having to deal with the other kids in their class and telling your kids what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, and what somebody said and he said she said and da, da, da. I just feel like there's so much BS in school. Yeah, I've recounted this anecdote more than once. I don't know if it, how many times on this podcast I have, but. The, the, there was a podcast I listened to the guy was talking about homeschooling and he said your kids would be better off if you just read to them the the good books you know like not, not necessarily the bible but like the good books like Lord of the Rings and interesting stories and you know all like uh, you know Charles Dickens and read some Russian novels and all sorts of stuff right Count of Monte Cristo all those things uh, if you just read those to your kid and you gave them zero and you took them to like nothing else in their education um they would be better formed people than if they can go through the public education system. I used to think like, I know the person was saying it like probably slightly tongue in cheek, but I kind of got the impression that like, uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's kind of funny, but I disagree. But the more and more I go through homeschooling and the more crap I see in the school system and just reflect on, I'm just like, Holy crap, that dude might be right. Like, so mm -hmm. if you have, I, I, and the reason I say that is if you are afraid you can't homeschool well enough, 
I, I don't I don't think you can homeschool bad enough yeah, to I do agree. worse than the public education system. <laughs> I agree. Like as long as you're not intentionally trying to mentally abuse your children, I think you're going to outperform the public education system. I agree. I uh, I, I mean like I, I know that sounds so hyperbolic. That sounds crazy. But the more and more I go through things, I man, I think I'm right. I, that, that dude might have been right. And the more and that's scary. Like social media that's sad too. This week especially on social media it, and over the past couple years like the misinformation and the fact checking and it's more and more I just feel like they're like sit down, <laughs> shut up, do exactly what we say, think exactly what we want. And it makes me feel like I'm in grade school again, right? Like you have to raise your hand to go to the bathroom. You have to listen to what we say. You have to do exactly what we say. If you don't, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to have detention. And I feel like the world is becoming that. And I like, I don't want my kids to have to sit down and shut up. Yeah. Like I want them to be able to ask questions. I want them to be able to get up and go to the bathroom and think outside the box. And I feel like in a school, they don't want you thinking outside of the box. They want you sitting there, shutting up, and doing the work. Yeah. That my, so that's actually my brother and I were having a conversation about this. Uh, just a quick text message thread. But that was pretty much the long, the long and short of it was we were discussing just some messed up things in society. And uh, it was specifically a Twitter thread about about something. I don't actually want to go into the details of it too much. But long story short was our, our, our both of us agreed completely was just like these are people who are who are busted. And it has not it's not like vaccines or COVID related or anything like that. But it's just people who couldn't see that they were they were completely in this bubble of rule following. And the idea was pretty much they were like the idea that like you have to follow the rules no matter what. And and we talked about how like kids it's because like how can people possibly be so closed minded? But when you realize that we put them into we don't put them in a system, but a lot of people put their kids into a system where for 13 years they're told sit down, shut up, do what you're told. You want your precious recess, then you'll tow the line. You want this, then you'll tow the line. And then they become adults and they very quickly revert back to those behaviors of, um, you know, of, of, of just doing what they're told, not pushing back, being, and here's the thing. It's not even that, like, it's, it's not even that, that what they're like, they might be being told what they're doing is an okay way to do it, but it's, it's, it's damaging because people, people build this mindset where like, they don't become independent thinkers. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're even being told to do the wrong thing. What I'm being say, saying though is, is that you have adults who are say, well, maybe, maybe we should look at doing this a little bit differently. And then people go, whoa, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. Like the teacher told us to do something. Why are you recommending doing it a different way? And it's like, well, I just think like for these reasons, it could be a good way to do it. And like, whoa, whoa, easy there, yeah. big guy. And so kids are being like, and, 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 and as adults, people are scared to go outside. I, I, again, I'm not, this doesn't have to be even about a COVID thing. Just like, I'm just talking about a, an entrepreneurial spirit. The idea that, you know what? I'm going to try doing this a different way. I think I'm going to do this different. And like adults have it like, well, as kids, they have it beat out of them. And then they become adults and no one can, can think for themselves. Yeah. No one can, no one can try to start in their own business. No one could try to do something their own way. And no one could try to like pull an audible and come up with a clever way of doing things. And it's all because with this, I mean, it's not all solely because of it, but a big part of it is this crappy education system we have. So. Yeah. And if you think about back to your school, cause I mean, I was public school. Jordan was private and public school. Um, I never really thought of it as a negative until you're standing here, like looking back at it. And I do really think it, it took us bringing our kids home to see how much time was wasted of them sitting in classrooms and them hearing stupid crap from kids that like we don't even know their parents and learning those things and thinking that's normal and it's just like when now that we're seeing the other side of it it's just like wow 
we were in the system too. And it is a system. It is a system. Oh, it's and 100% a system. Yeah. It's, they want you to, to be what they want you to be. And it's the same if you feel that on social media, like you can't talk about this, you can't talk about this, only talk about this. And it's just, it's so infuriating. And I just, I don't want my kids trapped in it. Um, because there's, there's other ways and yes, it might be harder to homeschool your kids and yes, it might take more creativity on your end and yes, it might take, you know, changing some things around or maybe like bringing your spouse home or you staying home and changing your finances. But these kids are never going to get that time back and soon they're going to be adults. And looking at our 13 year old who is a giant kid at heart and looking at other 13 year olds it's, it's like completely night and day. Yep. Like I am, I don't think I, our kids, we are very honest with our kids about what sex is. Obviously we're having babies. They know what babies are. They know babies are breastfed. They know, they know a lot of things. So we're very open and honest with our kids, but they're not talking like if they're, they're not having those conversations with their friends and they're not hearing things on social media and they're not hearing things on the bus or in the locker room. And I don't know. And they're not becoming hypersexualized, you know, because there's no one, no one's using sex as a laugh line in our house. That's what yeah. happens. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what happens with boys. It's just, it's just a laugh line. Oh, 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 that made my peers laugh. Okay. Well, I'll do it again because it's better to get, it's better to have my friends laughing with me than be laughed at. I mean, you guys know how it was as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm... So, all right. This was a great smorgasbord Wow. Episode. We didn't even, okay. But there was one more thing I we wanted. We covered no topics. There was, <laughs> there was another thing that I had on my list of funny things to say. Okay. So. We're open and honest with the kids about everything. Hopefully this isn't a half hour long No, it's Jude. Okay. The other day. I don't what, remember. The stock, so Jordan's emotions go up and down with the stock market, obviously, because that's our livelihood. <laughs> it's not fun to watch things tank and crash and burn in front of you. It was an okay week, though, so. Yeah. So, Jude, do you remember what he said? I remember exactly what he okay. said. Okay. This is what Jude says to Jordan. Okay, so, yeah, we're sitting there. I'm like, yeah, stock market day. <laughs> and so, I have many colorful phrases for describing our success. But just, man, you just nailed this. I got to get, I got to try to get in the moment here a little bit. He goes, uh, <laughs> it's so good. He goes, so dad, was it a, was it a, did we get kicked in the nuts today or are we treading water? <laughs> Cause that's usually what I'll say on a day that's kind of flat. I'm like, it's all right. We're treading water. We're treading water today, boys. But yeah, I was, did we get kicked in the nuts or are we treading water? <laughs> and we just like lost it. And then since then, like all the boys, they're all hilarious in their own way. It is. They're good. They're witty like Jordan. And I, well, I made the comment. I was like, Jude, you might have gotten comment of the year with that. It was just it was just delivered Perfect. at the exact right time, at the exact right tempo, just with the right energy. It was just, it, it just, it landed perfectly. So now though, I said, man, that might be comment of the year right there. So now they're all competing for comment of the year as the year comes to they're a like close. They're like trying to one-up each other with jokes, which are, they're funny, but it's like, I know what you're doing, kids. Yeah. But that was, so those were actually the two things I wanted to talk about today. Just funny tidbits before we picked a topic, but the marriage. Yeah. I mean, so we talked about make sure you're giving your marriage your best. Yeah. And, some, and, and think about those little things. The little things count. The little things count. And also if they say something annoys you and you think it's not a big deal, treat it as if it is a big deal. Yes. I think you got to, you got to take a step back and be in their shoes, even though it's hard. What is that? Empathy, right? Yeah. Empathy. Yeah. yeah. Loss is, Lots of empathy. But we talked about, like, we talked about loss aversion and hedonic ad- adaptation. Losses hurt more than gains. And it sounds stupid, but like, if your spouse knows there's something small you can do and you choose not to do it, 
they're going to feel that like you could do 10 small good things, but they're going to like, you know how it is. You're going to feel that one loss. You don't pay attention to the nine nice things your spouse does. You pay attention to the one thing they don't do. Like it's human. They're not being a prick. They're being human. You do it to them. They do it to you. You can't expect it. Like you, like you're stupid to expect it any other way. So, um, you know, just, just remember that people feel the losses and the negative, the negative more. That's just the way we're wired. And your marriage is going to have ups and downs. And I, I think it's just important to know that, right? Like know that you're going to go through periods where you're annoyed with each other. And that might be like a daily annoyance, right? But just remember you committed to this person and you will figure it out. And I know you talked, I wanted to ask, um, because you said like being in love and like having that, what did you say? Like when you're married, like just being in love and like the giddiness you don't still have that all the time, do you? No. Yeah, and I think that Hallmark movies and all this stuff makes you feel like you always have to be like infatuated with the other person and like, oh, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. It's perfect. But that's not real. That's not reality. Yeah, of course. So how do you handle that? You just accept that the way it is. You just accept that. You face reality. Yeah, I mean. Like, so do you love, I mean, but you love me. Yeah, sure. I don't like when I can't stand when he says, yeah, sure. It's like, really, say, really, really. I mean, yeah, sure. Not as in like, sure. Okay. As in sure. Isn't it obvious? That's, that's, that's obvious and automatic. No, that's not what it conveys to me. See, those are just little things that he thinks he says it one way. And then I pick it up another like, way. Like, it'd be like, well, you know, like, uh, three feet a yard. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, obviously it's mathematically true. Okay. Now. Okay. Yeah. But to me, yeah. When exactly. I, when right. I'm asking those questions, I'm like, oh, so yeah, yeah I, sure. I, I yell at the boys too. Cause I'll, I'll tell them if they want to play a game, I'll be like, Hey, do you guys want to play a round of the game we play League of Legends? So like, you guys want to play a round real quick? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, yeah, say yes, please. Okay. So do you love me? Yes, Allie. I love you. <laughs> See, I just took my own advice. But you're going to have seasons and... You know, you're not going to like each other every day. But that doesn't mean your marriage is over and you need to get a divorce. Yeah, like and love are two different things. The next person you're going to be with, they're going to annoy the crap out of you too at some point. And yes. so try to realize that you also are an annoying person at times. And you do things that people don't like. And you do things that frustrate others. So when you know that you're also an issue and you're a part of the problem in your marriage, it makes it easier yeah. to swallow those hard times when they're frustrating. What's so funny? What did I do? Swallow the hard times when it's frustrating. But oh my gosh, man! I swear to you. So, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with a, a <laughs> with a real topic. If you guys have topics, please, please, please. Send and by them. the way, this wasn't a cop out. We have like literally the phone is resting on a jar full of topics, so it's not like we're out of topics. But if you have topics, we'll yeah, take them. Send them over. We still have topics though. Yeah, I think there's so much to talk about. This wasn't a lie where we're like. Oh, I guess we're going to fake it. No, like, no, that's just, just kind of, that was organic. Development. Oh, so organic. Very oh my organic. goodness. That was so wonderful. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We are so grateful you're here. Definitely share this on your social media. Tag us. Let us know what you're thinking. Leave a comment um, about the topic. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, if there's something you want us to go more in depth on. Um, but we, this gets shared by you. That's the only way this continues to grow and so we're grateful for you guys and let's remember sharing is caring and sharing is fun sharing is fun <laughs> that's from a coco melon song if you didn't know i don't know if it's coco melon it's one of them it's one of those coco melon like things yeah so all right everybody take all right. care have, have a, a great, great week bye